Okay. Well, good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome to another session. Actually, this is my first one for 2023, so thank you guys for being here with me. Um, you know, today was about just analyzing the market live, uh, answering questions, and so I really didn't put together any presentation for you guys, um, and basically just trying to see what we are trying to do here. So enter your symbols now for Wally, basically. So if there's any stocks that you guys want, to, want me to take a look at, uh, please do so. In the meantime, uh, I'll share with you uh, some stocks that I am focusing on. Uh, some of those I actually started buying yesterday. And, um, you know, we'll just kind of go really just see where it takes us, honestly, because I, I really didn't put together any live uh, presentation, anything like that. Okay. All right. So I see one over here, GC. Let's go to GC. Uh, GC. Uh, let's see, is that gold? Is that what that is, GC, like futures of gold, I'm guessing? Gold, okay. So uh, let's go to the gold futures, which is this right here, gold futures right there. Uh, this is a daily chart. Now, personally, um, I am a swing trader and I focus more on the daily, weekly, and monthly chart, okay? So um, I would prefer anything that anybody is interested in on the daily, weekly, or the monthly time frame. I could go to the shorter time frames, but I don't prefer that. And so I'll try to stick with the daily, weekly, and monthly uh, because that's kind of like what I do. Uh, a little bit also about myself is the sense that uh, my style of trading is, like I said, swing trading slash investing. And so um, I always tell people, I say, those who might have a nine to five, uh, those who don't mind growing their retirement account, their 401ks. If you're interested in um, getting in, in, into good, good companies uh, that you can hold on to for quite some time, then my approach would tremendously help you. Okay. Uh, so I tell people, I say, look, it doesn't matter if you day trade, swing trade, scalp, or whatever, um, but there's nothing wrong with having a piece of your money set aside for some longer term type of investing. So that's where I come in. Uh, so I also tell people, say, uh, if you have money for your kids, uh, your grandchildren, that you're trying to do something for them, uh, then what I do would really help you. Okay. Uh, we do have multiple strategies. Um, one of my favorites is using seasonality. So I like seasonality a lot. Um, but more than anything, it's just really looking for some good entry trades or some stocks that I can hold for anywhere from two weeks to two months to six months to a year. Uh, those are kind of things that I look for. Um, and part of that is because I don't want to be glued to the computer every single day. Um, so needless to say, that's kind of like what I do. And so whenever I approach the market or any stock at all, doesn't matter what it is. If I hear somebody like how Mike just gave me gold, the first thing I always, always try to do is I do a top-down analysis, okay? That's always my first thing is a top-down analysis uh, because again, I go into any trade with the mindset that, hey, I might, even if I'm holding it for a short period of time, I might be willing to hold this for a longer period of time. And so I like to see the top-down approach, which means that I always start with a monthly time frame and just kind of get a good picture of where the, that stock is on a bigger time frame, And then I start zooming in to the weekly and the daily to see if there's any opportunities there, okay? So I'm gonna start here with the monthly chart on, on gold. And uh, gold is actually one of those that I'm beginning to look back into. 
And the reason why is because um, when I look at this chart right here, there's a lot of information that this is telling me about gold. Now, one of those things that it's telling me is that, um, you know, things are looking like it's getting ready to bounce back up. And so this is big picture. So if I'm looking at this on the monthly time frame and say, hey, on a monthly time frame, gold looks like it's ready to start bouncing back, then that gives me the confidence that I can go into the smaller time frames trying to find some opportunities as to like when would be the best time to strike to start buying stuff. Okay. Now, part of what I also try to do is that I'm trying to see if I can get my um, highlighter to come up here. Give me a second. Uh, part of what I also like is I like stocks that are. Um, it's, there you go, right here. Give me one second. So um, we all know that uh, uptrend is defined by higher highs, higher lows, right? Higher highs, higher lows, higher high, higher lows. That's what an uptrend is defined as. And a downtrend is defined as lower highs, lower lows, lower highs, lower lows, lower highs, lower lows, right? And so typically what I try to do is uh, I don't like buying stocks that are breaking out. What I like to buy are stocks that are say in a higher high, higher low situation and then getting ready to start heading higher. So most of what I try to look for are the stocks that are coming off their lows and getting ready to go higher. And so like in a situation like this where we just had a breakout, like let's say we broke out over here, that's not something I'll be interested in jumping into. Okay, just wanna be very clear about that. And so when I look at gold, based on what Mike just gave me here, one of the things I like about this is the fact that we've had a pullback on gold. Okay, and then now, what is it trying to do? It's looking like it's trying to turn back around. So that's the good news about gold on a monthly time frame. So this kind of just tells me things are looking good for gold, big picture. In addition to that is I like to analyze candlesticks as well. And um, I have a whole course on candlesticks uh, that I do where I've identified seven candles total is all you ever need to know, or at least all I ever need to know to kind of help me see what is going on. And one of those is what I'm seeing right here, in which is these two candles right here. Now, a lot of people who understand candlestick signals will say, oh, that's a bullish engulfing signal, which you would be right. But in addition to that is something we call a hilltop. And um, in my hilltop um, um, candlesticks, one of the things I like about that is whenever I have a hilltop candlestick and we can close above the high of the hilltop, which is this green candle here, just like we did right here, the chances have now increased that this is going to go higher. So if you were to ask me, hey, is gold bullish or bearish right now? I would say gold's trend has now turned bullish. So far, so good. So big picture, gold has turned bullish. So that means that, hey, I want to be looking for opportunities in gold, all right? I wanna be looking for opportunities in gold. Now contrast that to say something like Tesla, because I know a lot of people say, hey, Tesla is taking a beat in, let's jump into Tesla, we can buy it cheap. When I look at the chart of Tesla on the monthly time frame, I was like, wow, you know, you would not see me trying, I'm not one of those people that would want to buy a stock that has no sign of it turning around yet. So far, so good. So again, I would not be interested in trying to get into something like Tesla, even though the stock has gone down. Now, very interested because, you know, when Tesla was at $200, people was thinking that's a great deal at $200, let's buy Tesla 200. Since then it's dropped down to 
almost $100. And so this is why I always stay away from stocks that are not looking like they're ready to go higher. It's just a very simple approach that I apply uh, that just helps me not get myself into trouble, all right? So we'll go back here to Gold's Futures. Go back here. And I'm looking at this now and it's okay. So uh, I say all this to say, look, I feel comfortable. I would rather buy gold as opposed to buying a Tesla is what I'm saying here now. So now we've seen that. Then I want to zoom in to a smaller time frame and say, hey, what is going on on this smaller time frame? So I know that gold on a bigger time frame on a monthly chart is saying, hey, for months to come, it looks like gold would do well. So now I want to say, well, what about in the short term, like for weeks now? Is it a good time to be buying gold if I'm only going to be holding it for a couple of weeks? Or should I wait to buy gold because I've missed my best opportunity, which is to buy when it pulls back? So when I look at this on the weekly time frame now, right, this is the weekly. We're looking at the weekly now. And when I look at this on the weekly, I say, yeah, I'm not so sure if I want to buy gold and hold on to it for a few weeks. Does that make sense? Because again, my idea is to buy after stocks has dropped and is now beginning to show that they're ready to start heading higher. That's very different from just buying because of a drop. I don't just buy because of a drop. I need to see that a drop is taking place and it's beginning to roll around. So, so far, so good. So we don't buy this one where, oh, a drop just takes place. We want to buy the ones that, yes, the drop is taking place, but now it's beginning to reverse and head higher. So if I go here on the weekly time frame, I'm saying, ah, you know, I don't see anything dropping because right now the chance to have bought gold was somewhere down here or maybe somewhere down here when it was reversing. Now that it's gone up, it's like, ah, I've already missed the boat on that one. So all this just simply says is that, look, now is not a good time to be buying gold if I plan on holding for a few weeks, okay? And now if I plan on holding for a few months, I'm okay with that. But for the next few weeks, maybe not so good, all right? So that just kind of puts my mind in a different perspective as to how I want to go about trading gold. So now my last option is, well, what about a for, for the next few days? Can I, can I find a good opportunity to jump into gold over the next few days. And so this is where I would then zoom into the daily time frame. okay? And again, looking at just today alone, I mean, this is today's action right here, not necessarily the best time to be buying gold. But the good news, however, is that gold is beginning to do what? Gold is beginning to pull back. Okay, so based off of this information now, what it would tell me is, look, it's okay to buy gold I could buy gold right now if I'm willing to hold on to gold for the next five, six months. But if not, and I'm looking to just find a good entry for gold so I can make a short-term you know, um, um, uh, money on this, then what I have to wait for is for the daily chart of gold to come down and start reversing back up. Now, when that happens because of this daily chart, we don't know, but at least the good news is, hey, it's beginning to drop now. So if this is beginning to drop, then I just have to be patient. You know, today's what? Thursday. So maybe, you know, Friday, tomorrow, the market will be closed. So maybe sometime next week, we'll have a decent pullback and it's getting ready to roll around. So based off of this information now, I say, okay, gold is a good, comp good you know, stock or 
um, sector to be paying attention to right now. I can either buy if I'm confident enough to like just dump money in it in my retirement account and just hold on to it. I have no problem with that. Or I can say, look, I'm going to be watching this today, tomorrow, um, next week to see if I can find that pullback that is going to reverse back up because that will be the best time to start buying. I won't want to buy today simply because obviously, even if it wasn't a red candle, I would not want to buy today because this is when I should have been buying gold. The last chance we had to buy gold was after this pullback took place, or maybe I could have bought over here or somewhere around here when all these pullbacks took place. Okay. That's that those would have been the times to buy gold somewhere down here, 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 or here, right? But now today, like again, even if today wasn't here, let me see if I can take this off. Let's say this is, let me remove that. All right, so let's say this is what we see in gold today. If I saw this in gold today, I still won't even want to buy gold right now because that is no different from what I said, up, down, up, down. We've already made it up. It's broken all resistance level. This is a breakout. So it's broken out over here. I won't want to be buying gold there. My goal is to jump in before the breakout occurs. Now, I just find it to be one of the safest things to do, okay, is to buy before the breakout occurs. So seeing where gold is right here yesterday, it wouldn't have prompted me to jump in because the challenge you run into is like stocks that have already gone higher have a higher tendency of pulling back. Does that make sense? And so for this reason, nope, I won't buy gold today. Mike, does that make sense? I won't buy gold today. However, one of the things I'll be interested in is saying, Hey, I need to pay attention to gold because there's going to be an opportunity to buy gold again very, very soon. Could be as early as next week. All right. Make sense? Um, for those who might want to go into smaller time frames, again, I don't prefer it. I'll just do this one time. So this is where I'll say, okay, um, whatever time frame we're trading on. I mean, you know, uh, maybe I want to go into, I don't know, let's go here to, uh, let's go to the 30 minute chart. All right. So if this is a 30 minute chart now, okay, cool. So based off this 30 minute chart, things are beginning to look positive, right? Because again, we've had the pullback, which is what we want to see. Okay. But you got to keep in mind, this is not you holding on to this for a whole day because now we're intraday. So that means that we're just looking for these pops that are going to take place before the end of the day. But right now on this 30 minute chart, this pullback up here, you know, could be an opportunity. So this is where now we go into further analysis of, okay, now that I know that um, the setting is right and, and the setting is I want to buy after the stock has dropped, great. Okay. Now the idea is, okay, what are the candlestick signals that we've seen here? Like I said, there's seven major candlestick signals that I follow. One of them right now is literally in the process of forming, which is what I call a right side candle. And so what I then do is once I see that, I say, okay, we got the right side candle. I need a confirmation of that right side candle. Once that's confirmed, boom, we start buying. And the beauty of candlesticks, which is something that I teach, is every one of those seven candlesticks that we cover kind of tells you something. It gives you, there's, a, there's an insight that you get from each one of these candlesticks. Um, and so understanding what those um, insights are and what typically happens when they appear, being aware of that, being knowledgeable about those things will kind of help me prepare 
better, okay? So if this right side candle, for instance, confirms, then typically once a right side candle appears and it confirms, uh, more than likely what it would do is it would take out the previous resistance level. So it could be this resistance level here or this resistance level here or this resistance level here. But very rarely does it not make it to a resistance level, which is good information, right? Because then what that helps me do is I say, okay, if I buy here, my target would be there. My next target would be here. My next target would be over there. So I know that if that confirms, it's gonna hit one of those three. The chances of it hitting one of those three are very, very high. And so that would make me feel better, okay? Uh, but again, gold, big picture, looks like it's turning around. Weekly time frame, not the best, okay? Because it's already ran away from us. So I won't necessarily wanna hold this for weeks on end. Uh, but the daily is beginning to look promising. Maybe we can have a pullback today, tomorrow, maybe early next week. But watch out for gold is what I would say. You have to have gold on your watch list and say, look, there's going to be a very great opportunity to start buying gold, maybe as early as next week, you know, and then you want to be able to jump into that. Okay. You're welcome. You're most welcome. All right. Any other stocks? Any other stocks that you guys are looking at? Uh, like I said, in the meantime, what I would do is I would show you some stocks that I am also looking into. Um, right now, one of the ones that I am paying particular attention to is um, Oracle. Is anybody in Oracle? Oracle. O-R, I mean, O, uh, come on, O-R-C-L, Oracle. Right there, Okay. Um, so Oracle is a stock. I literally just started buying Oracle yesterday. All right. And uh, hopefully you can see the reason why, uh, based on what I just shared earlier today. Um, again, I'm looking for stocks that do this and try to buy when it's down here, getting ready to turn over. You can see this up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And guess what it's trying to do now? Okay. Trying to go back up again. And so at this stage, again, I want to get in before the breakout occurs. Does that make sense? My goal is to always buy before the breakout occurs. Uh, this would have been a breakout over here. My goal would be you have all this chance to. So basically, if I'm if I'm looking at stock now, I have between here and there to get into the trade before the breakout occurs. I don't like buying after the breakout. Okay, um, and so in this case, looking at you know, Oracle somewhere down here. This is the breakout all the way up here. Oh, that tells me I have plenty of room to jump into Oracle before it breaks out in the future. Now, because this is a monthly chart, again, this is something you use for your retirement account. It's something you use for your kids, you know, college tuition, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, okay? Um, one of the things I like about Oracle is like it also offers dividends. And so it's like, oh, good. Now I can own stocks that also pays dividends. And I believe the dividend comes out on the 9th, if I'm not mistaken. So um, if you're the type of person that doesn't mind owning shares of companies that offer dividends, then this would be something to pay attention to. Okay. Um, in that process, I understand this is a monthly chart. So it's going to take a while, maybe three months, six months, nine months, a year. But my expectation is that this would be a stock that would do well over time, as long as the overall market is doing well, all right? But that will be something that I'm very interested in. And so now that I, I'm seeing this and I'm saying, hmm, 
Okay, Oracle on the big picture tells me that it's trying to travel up north. It's trying to rally. So then again, just going down through the top-down analysis and saying, how do I see uh, what I can jump into on, on a smaller time frame? Uh, I feel comfortable jumping into a stock like this, again, as opposed to Tesla, because again, this is a company that is turning around. Or I can compare Oracle to say something like Apple right now, where on a monthly chart, there's nothing on the chart of Apple that shows that it's ready to go high again. So yes, Apple is a great company, but if you were to ask me, oh, would you choose Oracle or would you choose Apple? My answer would be, I would choose Oracle. Why? Because on the chart of Oracle, I can see that it is beginning to, oops, why do I keep on doing this? It is beginning to do what? Reverse back higher again. Make sense? So now I go here to the weekly time frame and say, hey, is there an opportunity to get into Oracle? And hopefully you guys can see this. This is the reason why I started buying as early as yesterday is I missed this move right here, which I'm totally fine with, but then notice what it did. Came back down here and then guess what it started doing again? Getting ready to start heading back up again. So I was like, okay, good. Let me get in before the breakout occurs because maybe this is what it's trying to do. And I say maybe this is what it's trying to do because if I go back to that bigger time frame from what I'm seeing here on the bigger time frame, my expectation is that it is doing what? Trying to make it up to this level here, okay? What are the guarantees that it is going to get there? There are really no guarantees, but the probabilities are higher. Does that make sense? Uh, I don't control the market, neither does anybody on this call or anybody that I even know of that controls the market. Obviously, there's somebody controlling the market, I would think, but uh, I don't control the market. So I understand my limitations. Um, my whole thing is just to analyze where I expect things to go based on what the data I see, and then are the probabilities in my favor or not, okay? And I would say the probabilities are in my favor that it is ready to go higher. Why? Would I say the probabilities are in my favor that it's going higher because it's done it many, many times before. Went up, came down, went up, came down, went up, came down, went up, came down, and it's beginning to do it, go up again. So the probabilities are in my favor. As opposed to, again, going back to Apple, which was doing the same thing before, but now Apple has come down, but it is not going up yet. So the odds are not as well in my favor with Apple as of yet with Apple, because right now it's still tanking. The odds are not in my favor with companies like Tesla right now, because it's not in my favor. The odds are not in my favor with companies like Amazon right now, because what? It is not going up yet. Okay. So, um, I hear that $81 on Oracle is a good place to enter, okay? Uh, $81 or somewhere around here, that's not a bad idea, honestly. Um, let's just mark this right here. Let's go with 81, $81, somewhere around there, okay? So yes, that's not a bad place to enter if price drops down to that level. So the question is, are we gonna get lucky enough for it to get down there? So this is where I would then zoom in We've already seen the weekly time frame. So, okay, please still doing this thing there. Let's go to the daily and see if there's a possibility that it might make it down to this level. Okay. So, like you said, um, if it makes it down to this level, 
that would not be a bad idea, honestly, you know? Um, so if it comes down to that level, yeah, um, you know, I, I would be even more interested in getting into, into Oracle or buying more shares of Oracle, as you say, uh, simply because the big picture tells me it's ready to go higher. Make sense? And so um, that's kind of like what we are going to be expecting, All right? Um, another one that I have, um, could you guys, excuse me, just one second, one second. Okay, sorry about that, guys. I had to take this call that came in. Okay, so um, another one. Oh, I see. Okay, Paul is asking about MRO. Nah, no problem. Let's take a look at that before I share mine with you. MRO, MRO. Let's take a look at that. Um, so again, we'll do a top-down analysis first. Okay. Um, Mike is asking, do you recommend selling naked put to get the price right? Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> um, you can't go, uh, uh, I guess you can, but... Um, the answer is yes. Okay, I'm I'm trying to be clever in how I answer this, uh, but I, I wanted to say what comes to mind is you can't go wrong with selling naked puts, but that's not necessarily the case. But um, let me rephrase that and say there's there's a lot of benefits to selling naked puts. Is that fair enough? Okay. Um, actually, I was just talking to one of my um, my students named Jim. And he wrote me a whole thesis on, you know, which um, options we should sell uh, as far as the Oracle situation is concerned, where we can even capture the dividends by selling the naked puts and what would happen if price, I think he was trying to sell the $82 uh, naked puts. So price goes below $82 by Friday, which is tomorrow. Um, you know, here's how we're gonna dis, uh, deal with this. The price stays above it. This is what we're gonna do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But um, yeah, selling naked puts, it's, it's, it's totally fine with me. Okay, selling naked puts is totally, totally fine with me. MRO, okay, so who asked this question? Paul, all right, so uh, if we look at this on the big picture, right, Paul? You remember how we talked about up, down, up, down, up, down, right? When I see this picture, okay, when I see this picture, well, what does this picture show me? Is this a picture of a stock that big time looks like it's ready to go up or is, does it look like it's ready to go down just based on this, right? So even if I just traced this, went up, came down, okay? Went up, came down, went up. What is it doing right now? Coming down. So far, so good. So just based on that alone, my inclination would be like, mm, okay, I need to be careful with a stock like this. Now, doesn't mean that it can't turn around. It's just saying, okay, I'm not as eager to jump into this just right now. I would need to be a little bit more patient. I need to see some things happen, maybe on the weekly chart or the daily chart before I do anything. But my concern is I don't like what I see here as far as this stock is concerned. Uh, there's too many bearish setups that I see here with this stock. And what I mean by that is anybody who knows what is called a double topping pattern, this is a double top. I don't like that, okay? Um, yeah, I, I really don't like that. 
that double top right there is a concern for me. Okay, and so usually when I see something like that, it's either uh, I would prefer to either start shorting it or wait till it clears that double top because you can run into a lot of problems. You know, um, a lot of you guys probably might not know this, or maybe you do know this if you've been following me. Uh, back in January, I called a top in cryptocurrencies. I said, oh my goodness, I said, cryptos are going to suffer. I even have a YouTube video on that. Um, on I think it was on January 10th, I recorded this and I posted on YouTube. I said, because I'm going to say this right now because people are not going to believe me. Uh, but I said, watch, because, and the reason why, because back in January, if anybody recalls, it's probably hard to even recall that now, but back in January, everybody thought crypto was going to 100,000, like literally. Like, so if you said anything negative about cryptos back in January, you were considered the bad person, so to speak, okay? And so long story short, you know, I saw the double top on cryptos and I'll use GBTC. Uh, this is what I saw. So same thing, double top. And I say, this is not good for cryptos, you know? And I said, Bitcoin in particular, but I said, if all the other cryptos follow what Bitcoin does, then the crypto world is going to suffer. And I kid you not, I wish I could show you, you know, templates or, or uh, pictures of emails and text messages that I got saying, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Posts and comments that people posted on social media saying, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, you need to go educate yourself about cryptos. Uh, watch this person who they watch on YouTube and how they said all these facts are going to make cryptos go to 100,000. And I said, I'm hearing what they're saying, but I'm seeing what is happening. Two different things. Okay. I'm hearing what they're telling us and telling you, but I'm also seeing what they're doing. And I said, what they're doing is this is a major top in bearish pattern, a double top. And is already beginning to do what? Roll over. I said, chances, the probabilities are not in your favor now. Why don't we wait until it breaks above that? I said, no, 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 buy the dips was what every single person was saying back then. Buy the dips, buy the dips. I said, ah, I can't do that. And it's, oh, you're going to regret. So people bought more and they bought more. And it's like, buy the dip. Don't miss out on this opportunity, right? You know, five months into it, it's like, you know, buy and hold. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. And, and guys, I mean, this is GPTC at 55. Today, it's at $8. And I begged people to not get involved simply because the red flags were there. Does that make sense? So, Paul, when you ask by MRO, it's one of those things where this looks like a toxic situation, right? This looks like a toxic situation where the top, the top in pattern, I mean, not top, not just even top in pattern, but just this, this, this double top tells me, ah, yeah, this is not good, okay? And the reason why this is even more, as I look at this even more is like, when this big red candle occurred, I'm not sure what happened there. That was a big red flag. Then it attempted to try to go higher and it could not surpass its previous level. And then now it's beginning to roll over. Saying, I hear what they seen, but I'm seeing what is happening. And this looks like a stock that has too much red flags that could lead into the same thing that we saw on crypto, Amazon. When Amazon, right before Amazon began going through its problems, look at what happened here, this topping pattern, okay? 
when this happened in January 2022, I was like, this is not right. Something is wrong. And look at what's happened since then. I remember I was talking to a student of mine who was like, no, I said, look, Amazon is going to, this was before they did the stock split. And at the time I said, like, Amazon is going to drop to like about 120. He's like, impossible. I said, just watch. So easily 120, maybe even lower. And then look at where it is now. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Tyco, it's saying, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, a year ago, the crypto community were trying to convince everybody that Bitcoin is better than gold. Big signal or buy signal, right? Yeah, or big signal. Yeah, so they're not saying that anymore. And I'm, all I know is like, I did not invest in cryptos. I, I told everybody that I knew, get out of cryptos in January. I hope people listened. Um, so would you buy a put on MRO? And if yes, what strike and expiration? Would I buy a put? Yes. So buy a put at the money is fine. Okay. Again, now it, it all depends. Expiration. So that's, that's, that's the key word. And this is where um, I tell people like you have to be knowledgeable about options because there's a lot of different things you got to be aware of where, which the chart is not necessarily going to give you. So it all depends on what your expectation is. Okay. This big picture right here, just based off this big picture right here, then I would say, hey, probably the next two, three months. All right. Next two, three months. And I won't be surprised if it even comes down to this level right here. I honestly would not be. Somebody said, put on the RSI. Let's see if there's a bearish divergence. Very, very good. Excellent. 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 Let's go ahead and put it on the RSI. Is there divergence? Who asked that question? Very good question, by the way. Who asked that question? Mike. Excellent. Okay. Divergence. Okay. I have a whole course on divergence because this is, this is huge. Divergence is huge. This is the same thing I saw again on cryptocurrency when that happened you can see this if you don't know what divergence is it's when things looks flat up here but you can clearly see a big divergence you know in how that looks so you have this top here and you have this top here you have this top here and this top here they almost are the same some people will argue like oh well it's not because this is the top here and this is this right here so you still have it going the same way um i don't necessarily see it that way um if they're close enough to me then that's fine because you can see that this is definitely not close at all, right? Okay, um, so now we go back to MRO. And again, the same pattern is appearing here, right? This one is even, you know, more, this is even going, you know, the same level or higher, and this is going lower. <sighs> I, I won't want to touch this. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's up today, but this is not something I'll feel confident, you know, owning at all. So if I was to buy puts, I would buy puts at the money is usually what I do, or in the money, you know, I don't do I don't go out of the money if I'm buying in the money or at the money. Okay, and then the expectation is at least 90 days. Um, don't even do anything shorter than 90 days. Who asked that question? Let me see. Who asked that question. Oh, I don't know. 343214. Whoever asked that question, at least 90 days out minimum, minimum 90 days. Uh, if you can go 120 days, that's even better um, because you want to give it time. You're going to need to give it time to get down to this level here is what I see. Okay. Um, I hope that answers that question. Let me see what's going on on the daily time frame. Uh, let me start. Let me start the weekly first. Okay. So this weekly right here, 
when I look at the weekly chart now, um, I'm even more convinced that things are not looking good. Now, today is what, Thursday? So we still need to wait till Friday to confirm this week. But the fact that we close uh, or we are below this level here. So you can see, again, price came down, went up a little bit, came down, went flat, but it's now broken that level. Yes, it's bouncing back. So tomorrow will be a very good day to figure out where is this closing? So if it was me, knowing what I know now, uh, before I place a put option on this, I'll wait till tomorrow. I don't need to place a put option today, but sometime by tomorrow evening, around um, you know, 30 minutes before the market close, one of the biggest things I'll be looking for, whoever asked that question, would be to see if we can close below the low of these right here, all this right here. Take away today's, uh, this week's candle, because we're looking at the weekly chart now. So what I wanna see, let me move this out of the way. What I want to see, whoever asked that question, is I want to see price close below this level tomorrow. Okay, 30 minutes before the market closes, I'll be wait, I'll be, I can watch this and see whether or not it's looking like it's gonna close below it or above it. If it seems like it's very clear that it's gonna close below that, then yes, sell put options. If not, and it's still questionable, I'll say, okay, um, maybe wait till Monday and see how that works. Because what I don't want is for it to come back and close above this level here. What I would like to see is close below that level. That will confirm that it's ready to go even lower. Does that make sense? And then I can go here to the daily chart and see what's happening. Okay, so here's here we are on the daily time frame. So this even makes it a little bit better. So I don't like to buy any stock on a red candle. Neither do I like to short any stock on a green candle. That makes sense. Okay, so now that I'm saying the bigger picture says, wow, there's a huge red flag on MRO. Okay, there's a huge red flag on MRO. The setup looks very, very bearish, similar to what I saw on cryptocurrencies back in January of last year. Okay, the weekly chart shows that we are likely to close below a key support level, right? This is that support level, which would say it's also bearish. Now, is this a situation where we had a break? We're going to retest and start heading back down again. For that reason, all I need to see is a red candle. If I can get a red candle today, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, on the daily time frame here, that would be my clue that it's time to start shorting. The only thing is, let's just hope that when that red candle appears, it's not like one of these red candles that gaps down really big and it's so far off, like it gaps down and it's like down here by then, okay? Which if that's the case, I just walk onto another one. I don't ever want to chase a stock. But the idea here now is a red candle on the daily time frame would be my trigger to start shorting MRO. Does that make sense? Um, for the person who asks, would you buy a put on MRO? And if yes, what strike and expiration? The one question you did not ask is when would you place the trade? Okay, so hopefully I answered that. Uh, the strike at the money, expiration, minimum 90 days out preferably more. And then when would be when I see a red candle on the daily time frame. Hope that answered that question. 
All right. Um, Mike is asking, with thousands of stocks, how are you possible to find opportunities doing monthly, weekly, daily analysis? Very cons consuming. Do you have a scanner? Yes, I do have a scanner, and I'm going to show you that scanner before we do uh, end today. Um, I agree 20 to 21 may be a good entry point to buy strong support. Correct. Is this being recorded? Yes, it is being recorded. Tycho asks, the dollar looks as if it is going to go up for a while. What do you think of SPY for the next two months? Okay, very good. Um, I can answer that. So let me make sure, did I answer? All right, so Mike, just hang in there. I'm gonna show you the scan soon. Let me answer Tycho's question who said, the dollar looks like it's going up for a while. What do I think about the SPY for the next two months? So let's go back here to the SPY. And if you don't mind on Tycho, I'm gonna use SPX because I prefer the SPX uh, more than anything else. So one of the biggest things I've been telling my students uh, after the Fed announcement came out, the most recent one that we had that made the market drop, which is this right here, I said something has gone wrong. I was so positive that the market was ready to go up when this happened that when it started falling, I said, something is wrong. And especially once you took out this low here, I said, guys, um, this is not good. And so what ended up happening was I ended up looking at the weekly time frame, and I saw even more disaster on this weekly time frame. Okay, which makes me believe that it is going to go down to this level here. Okay, so recall what I said, market, and again, this is it's just I call it a structure, right? It's it's no different than real estate. Everything has a structure. You know, you can see a single family home. They have a certain structure, you know, from a skyscraper, from a retail office building or a retail center, um, from an apartment complex. You see an apartment complex, the structure of an apartment complex will make you automatically say, oh, that looks like an apartment complex, right? Uh, the structure of a single family home, you see it as, oh, that looks like a single family home. It doesn't matter whether it's a big house, small house. You can see a duplex and you might say, hey, is that a duplex or is that a single family home, right? So we see all these things, right? And so in the market, there's a structure that I hold on to. Now, there could be all kinds of stuff out there, but again, just like if you were a real estate investor and you choose to only do rehabs or you're a real estate investor and you only choose to do uh, apartment complexes or you choose to only do office buildings, okay? You can do all kinds of stuff, but you pick one that you become very good in and you just stick with that. So one of the things I stick with is the structure of the definition of uptrends and downtrends. Uptrends is a series of higher highs, higher lows, right? Downtrend is a series of lower highs and lower lows. This makes sense? So whatever time frame I'm looking on, I'm always trying to see what is the structure that I'm looking at. And so on this weekly time frame, what structure would you say we are seeing on the SPX? Who asked this question, by the way? Uh, Tycho. What structure do you see on SPX? When I look at this, I said, okay, we have down up, down, up, down, up. And what do I see here? What is it getting ready to do? Go down. Does that make sense? And so to answer your question, where do I see it going? I see it going lower. All right, so now we got more stocks coming in. So what I'm gonna do is gonna zoom through these stocks. I won't spend so much details explaining my analysis methodology, uh, but just kind of like giving you my thoughts on this. So. Tycho, does that help you? Excellent, excellent. All right. <clears throat> um, the next question is, let me just make sure I didn't miss any. All right. 
do you see PayPal having a sign of bottoming or coming back up? Um, I didn't see anything on PayPal coming back up yet. So let's go here to PayPal. Um, let's go here to the monthly time frame. Oh, actually, uh, let me take that back. All right. So what I see here on PayPal is very interesting. Whoever asked that question, um, that's Mike. Okay. And the reason why is the exact opposite of what we saw on MRO is what I'm seeing here on PayPal. Does that make sense? It's just flipped upside down. So you guys remember when we saw MRO and it had a double top, I'm seeing the double bottom now on, M on PayPal. We had a double top on MRO, we seen a double bottom on, on uh, PayPal. So that's very interesting. So now let's go here to the weekly chart to see if we see something and look at what we've seen here, ladies and gentlemen, All right? So we've been having down, up, down, up, down, up, down, up. We come here and look at what it's trying to do. So this is the kind of stuff that I say I like to see. That's just, that's what I like to see. So um, to be quite frank with you, I appreciate you bringing that up because I did not see this on PayPal. I mean, I had already ignored PayPal for quite some time, but based off of this now, something is happening. Does that make sense, Mike? Um, something is definitely happening. And so if somebody told me, yes, I'm buying PayPal, I would not fault you whatsoever. N none whatsoever. If you told me you were buying Tesla, I'll be mad at you. If you told me you were buying Amazon, I'll be mad at you. I was, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But if you told me you're buying PayPal, hopefully you can see, it's like, like something is beginning to change in PayPal. And I, I'm beginning to like what I see here. Okay, I'm really beginning to like what I see, especially if PayPal can end like this by the end of tomorrow. Okay, so I, I, because this is a weekly chart, I don't like placing trades on a weekly time frame until the end of the week, which is tomorrow. But if PayPal looks just like this, this right here, ladies and gentlemen, is a reversal signal that has confirmed. This will tell me, get ready for PayPal to at least go to this level before it starts running into problems. Okay, now I have this one thing that I always tell people, I say, look, you know, um, because we don't control the market, I have something I call the Joker card. The Joker card is that unlikely event that nobody can control. So the Fed comes out, the Fed can come out tomorrow and say, you know what, that's it, we shut down the stock market. There's nothing you can do about it, right? Or that's it, tomorrow we increase the interest rates to 20% and that causes the market to drop. We don't have any control over that. So I don't want people to say, hey, but Wally, you said this was going up. Yeah, I get that. Barring any unusual circumstance that we cannot control. But based on this, just of this alone, my expectation is, wow, I should, I, should I, I don't see a reason why PayPal cannot make it to $92 easily and maybe even start reversing from then on because we put in a double bottom. Very, very good. I appreciate you sharing that. I am writing this down. This is something that I want to pay attention to as early as tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay? Uh, chances are we'll make it to this level at 92, if not even take out the neckline right here. Okay, because that's a double bottom. And so um, whatever's going on there could be a very positive thing. Next stock, UNG. Let's go to UNG. Um, UNG, hopefully you guys can see this. I'm not interested in buying anything on UNG. It's not turning around. Let's look at the monthly chart. It's very quickly not turning around. 
Does that make sense? Three, four, three, six, one, four. Ask about UNG. Short, not long. Okay. KHC. Let's take a look at that. Aha. This is something that is doing what? It is turning around. High highs, high lows, high highs, high lows, high highs, high lows. Guess what it's trying to do? Go higher. Positive bullish on that one. Okay. Bullish on that one. CVS. And this was for Accentra. CVS. Let's look at CVS. All right. So with CVS, uh, cautious, right? Cautious. But I don't like what I see. It was doing good. But now all of a sudden went down, came up. And now what is it trying to do? Come down again. So I see this more as a bearish situation here. Let me just double check that. Let's go to the weekly chart. Look at the structure. What is the structure telling you? Down, up, down, up, down, up. What is it doing now? Down. Does that make sense, Accenture? I don't, I, I don't have confidence that it's ready to go higher. Not at this stage. Let's look at the daily chart for one last check just to see. And now, nah. does that help? Okay. Uh, I'm thinking about getting in soon. Uh, this is Mike. What stock were we talking about? I'm not sure what stock we're talking about, but hopefully I answered that question. What's your opinion on ALB? Let's take a look at ALB. Uh, we'll go here again to the bigger time frame first. Okay. Let me clear this. <clears throat> All right. Uh, ALB is beginning to look bearish. Okay. It's beginning to look bearish on ALB. Not looking good. All right. Um, let me see if there's a divergence on this. Big time divergence. Not looking good. Guys, I have a course on divergence. Um, I highly, highly encourage you guys to look into that because um, I did a huge study on trying to determine which divergences work and which ones don't work. Because I don't know if you, if you don't know about divergences, you're missing out big time, first and foremost. But if you do know about divergence, then maybe one of the things you probably encountered is trying to figure out, uh, there's some times you see divergence that doesn't work, right? And there are times when it works and it's like, man, I missed out on that. How can you tell the difference? Uh, we have a course on that. Uh, if you contact us, I'll see if we have your email. I'll offer you guys, um, I'll send you guys an email in regards to that so that if you want to get a chance to buy that, I, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you get that. Okay. But here's a huge divergence, gives you a lot of information. One of the first things we know is it should reach the neckline. So that's not looking good. Um, that's PayPal $10 call spread at the money for three months. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, now let me let me go here and show you guys the scanner because I, you know, all my analysis, everything that I've done, I've um, put it into algorithms on how I analyze charts. And if there's anybody who's ever followed me, you'll see that I have this platform called Right Side Platform. It's web-based, so it's not like you have to download it or anything like that. Um, I'll offer you guys a... Um, discounted monthly subscription to this if you want. Uh, we'll see how we can make that happen for you guys. Uh, but anyways, um, when he asked about the scanner, now I'm not gonna go into all the detail. The only thing I'll say is um, this right here is my proprietary um, strategy and model that I use to analyze everything. So 
all this stuff that I was talking about, how I say, hey, I want to see the structure. I want to see the candlesticks. I want to see all this kind of stuff, right? It's all wrapped up into this thing called the right model. And so at the end of the day, every single day, every single week, every single month, I can go to any stock, come to the very last candle, and it will tell me what I should do. It does all the analysis, and then it will tell me what to do. So if I come over here, and it says, get insured or get out, that's what it's telling you to do on the SPY. It's not telling you to buy the SPY, right? It's telling you to either get insured or get out of the SPY, meaning that if you're bullish, you want to get out or get yourself insured. Does that make sense? Um, you'll see over here when it says uh, sell short, it's letting you know it's time to short. Buy cover, it was saying buy, but again, remember I said we don't buy on a red candle. So even though all the analysis was right, the one thing that we didn't that we forgot to include in there was like, hey, if it's a red candle on a buy, you don't buy. But I left it that way because this is just an easy thing is like never buy on a red candle. You just never buy on a red candle, right? So, but even if you did, let's say you bought here and this red candle, you bought here, the very next day says sell short, it's telling you to get out of that trade, right? Um, and so one of the biggest things is I can go to any time frame, uh, weekly or monthly, and I can just see what is it telling me to do. That's one of the biggest things. The green background here tells me that we're bullish. The red background tells us that we bearish. Does that make sense? And so in this case, what I can see here is you'll see here as early as um, February of last year, it says getting short or get out. So this is when we first started seeing the warning signs that the market was going to go down. Long stop exit shorts, you know, it's telling you place your stops in your long positions, get out, get out, get out. And this is what has been happening ever since. So uh, if you had this with you, you would have seen that as early as February, it would have told you, look, the big picture on the SPY is saying, don't get involved. All right. So then Mike asked the question, how do you scan for these things? This is what I do. I go here to the screeners down here. And based off of the screener, um, and again, there's a whole lot. Maybe I'll even invite you guys to a whole webinar that I do on just how to use the platform. I have a screener on seasonality, but this right here is a screener where I can say, show me all the stocks that are ready to go up, that have all the, you know, everything's telling you that it's ready to go higher. And then I can pick whatever time frame, daily, weekly, monthly, all right? Um, so if I pick daily here, then I can get results. And then it will show me, hey, on the daily time frame, here are the stocks that looks like they're ready to start heading higher, okay? Uh, if I wanted it on the weekly time frame, I can go over here and it says, now on the daily time frame, there's 1,700 stocks that are ready to go higher. And so you ask the question, how do you determine which one? Usually I would then you know, filter it by, by um, volume and then just pick the ones that I feel comfortable with, AT&T, American Airlines, um, Financial, XLF, all this kind of stuff, right? Uh, I can go through that. This is the weekly time frame right here, same thing. But again, I'm just looking for what are the stocks on that time frame that looks like they're ready to go. And then here's the monthly time frame, and I can do the same thing too, okay? But because when I look at the chart and the chart is telling me, hey, the market is still bearish on the monthly, I don't want to be looking for buy covers. Does that make sense? Because again, we go here, we went to the SPY on the monthly time frame. You guys remember we went on the monthly time frame and we said, hey, on that monthly time frame, it's not telling us to buy anything. What it's telling us to do is to, um, it, it was telling us that it was bearish. I'm sorry. Let me go back here on that monthly time frame. So on the monthly time frame, the red background tells us that everything is bearish. So in this case, I'm not scanning for a bullish 
stock. In this case, based on that information, what I want to see is the ones that says sell short on the monthly timeframe. And so I use the SPY to kind of guide me as to which, what, what I'm trying to do. Okay, so if I see a green background on the daily timeframe with a buy cover, I'll come over here and scan for buy covers. In this case, we have a red background on the monthly. So all I want to be, all I'm interested in is in stocks that are ready to be shorted. And so I can click on that, get my scans, and then here's some stocks that are on the monthly timeframe that are looking to go down. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, all these type of stocks are showing that they're not doing good right now on the monthly timeframe, okay? And that's gonna what we see taking place here. Does that help? Do you always start at weekly? No, 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 Paul. I don't always start at weekly. Um, the idea is to try to figure out what time frame do I want to trade off of? Okay. So the idea is to find where is the opportunity? Is it on the monthly? Is it on the weekly? Or is it on the daily? Does that make sense? And then at that point in time, I see, and again, the whole idea is I want to see when things are coming down, getting ready to reverse back up. Is that on the monthly? If it is, then the opportunity is on the monthly. If I see that happening on the weekly, okay, good. Then I know the opportunity is there on the weekly. And if I see that happening on the daily, then I say, oh, that's where the opportunity is. So the idea is where is the opportunity? Uh, but I always start with the monthly just to kind of tell me, what are we dealing with here? Are we dealing with stock that is ready to go higher over the next few months or stock that is ready to go lower? Okay, because someone like Tesla, the monthly chart is telling us is going down. So any setup that I see on the daily and weekly, I'm not interested in jumping in because they're gonna be very, very short-lived. So I'll end with this, Tesla. If I look at this, Tesla's telling me it's going down. Even if the daily chart tells me, hey, it's ready to go up, I know it's gonna be very short-lived because I've seen a bigger picture to tell me that it's gonna go down, okay? What would I use for day trading? Um, it's the same concept. It's just that now I'm just doing it on a smaller time frame. So if you try and trade a five-minute chart, you do maybe the hour, the 30 minutes, the five minutes, okay? Uh, but that's kind of like what you do. Just pick two time frames higher than what you have. Let me end with this, ladies and gentlemen, because my time is up. I want you guys to go to this website. This is where my offer is for you guys, for anybody who wants to follow us, get some deals that we have right now. Right side trading.com forward slash candles okay go here ladies and gentlemen i mean go here and do this as soon as you can um and you can see that i have a workshop that i'm going to be doing this tuesday for 97 dollars. and you can see the link is also in the chat box right there go there take advantage of this come join us and I will show you more. And then again, send us your email, send us your contact information, and we'll give you different offers on things that I could not talk about today. Um, but you will learn how to analyze the market by what we do.